get down to business. I don't got no time to play around with this shit. This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1350 ESPN. Happy Friday to you. Bring that music down just a little bit there, Pete. Thank you very much. We got a new producer on the house. My name is Mike Wicket here on a Friday on 1350 ESPN, streaming live on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Hopefully you're having yourself a, a wonderful day today. It is a Friday. It is hot. It's awesome. Big Pete on the other side. Are you nervous in your new position, Peter? Um. <laughs> if that answers your question, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Pete, I want you to know we're going to have fun. I want you to relax. All you got to do is hit, like, a couple of buttons every so yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the one doing the heavy lifting with the hottest of takes. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm not a hot take artist. Uh, my chair won't go up. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but we're glad to have you. My old producer, J.D., has moved on to another radio station out of state, and we wish him nothing but the best. So coming up at 12.15, we will be joined by a friend of mine, Phil Mackey of Score North up in the Twin Cities, because while it is NBA playoff time and Major League Baseball time, it is always NFL season. Mm -hmm. And we will get a, a primer on what the offseason has been like for the Minnesota Vikings. And Phil's a good friend of mine. I've had him on a bunch of my radio shows in the past. And uh, I really am interested in what Phil thinks of the Aaron Rodgers situation. What Vikings fan, what Skull Nation. And it hurts my green and gold soul to have Phil on the show. But I do have to find out because I know there are tons of Vikings fans here in the Des Moines area. So we may as well do that. That's coming up in about 12 minutes from right now here on 1350 ESPN. So we'll, we will definitely do that. I, thought I heard some interesting comments from uh, the legendary head, co head coach uh, Bill Cower and what he thinks of the situation involving Aaron Rodgers. I think uh, they're a little ludicrous. We'll do that coming up in the back end. But the big story in sports, you may have been listening to it uh, here on 1350 or everywhere that you, you know, possibly could be. And that is the fact that the, uh, the L.A. Lakers got knocked out of the NBA playoffs last night. And it's like a celebration for everybody. For some reason, the entire world is in party mode because LeBron got eliminated. Unless you're a Lakers fan, obviously. But I don't... I, I'm here... I, maybe I've talked about this before. Maybe I haven't. Maybe briefly we've discussed it. I don't get the absolute hatred people have for LeBron James. Maybe everyone's just a Jordan apologist. Maybe everyone is just a Jordan fan from back in the day, and they don't want anybody taking that crown. Look, there, there's, it's, it's getting tougher every day to argue that LeBron James is greater than Michael Jordan. And, you know, in my opinion, he's not. Mike's the greatest. I grew up watching Michael Jordan. I really enjoyed watching LeBron James. For some reason, and I don't know what it is, and it's not just specifically connected to sports, but for some reason in this world... You either have to love something or you have to hate something. You know, we know what kind of political divide there is in this world. But for some reason, everything has to be all or nothing. I am not that kind of guy. I am a guy who is a fan of Michael Jordan. And Pete, I'm also a fan of LeBron James. Mm -hmm. I was a fan of Kobe Bryant. I don't like the Lakers. I grew up hating the Los Angeles Lakers. 
I'm not rooting for LeBron James, but since LeBron is out, I didn't wake up this morning like, hey, oh, no more LeBron James. I mean, that's just not me. Like, I don't, there's some teams I celebrate when they lose. When Ohio State loses, rarely, yeah. I have a party. That's a big deal to me. When Notre Dame loses, I hate Notre Dame, all right? Mm -hmm. As uh, a wise coach once said, the hell with Notre Dame. But I'm not that way with LeBron James. I'm that way when the Lakers lose. Like, I'm cool. Lakers are out. I don't really want the Lakers to win anymore. I'm sick of L.A. and New York and all that kind of stuff. But I don't understand the LeBron hate. Pete, you're an up-and-coming sports broadcaster. You're yeah. one day going to be sitting in this chair and bigger chairs that I'm in. Are you a LeBron hater? Are you a LeBron fan? Like, how did you feel this morning when you woke up and you knew that the Suns knocked the Lakers out and LeBron's season was over? I mean, like... I feel like this whole thing is just a big, you know, Jordan versus LeBron argument. At the end of the day, they're just going to argue who is the greatest of all time, LeBron or Jordan. And they can't appreciate, they have to appreciate one over the other, it almost seems like. Yeah, you can't enjoy both. Yeah, right? you like, can't enjoy both. Pete, I like pizza. Mm -hmm. I like hamburgers. You can only like one. No, I like both. You have to I like, like one. I like pizza. <laughs> I like hamburgers. I like chicken fingers. <laughs> like, I'm a... I'm a versatile man. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I I liked Kobe Bryant, watching him play. Yep. I love watching a lot of the guys in the NBA now. I love watching Luka play. I love mm. watching Dame Lillard play. He got bounced last night, too. If And maybe it stems from you don't like LeBron's social justice warrior status, a guy who mm. is leading a lot of causes, a lot of social justice stuff. And if that's the case, and this is a problem, too, and I'm not going to try to bring politics into the program. But personally, I separate a lot. I separate a lot of politics from the music I like, the movies I watch, because I don't care about Vince Vaughn's political leanings, or I don't care about John Legend's political leanings. Mm -hmm. I like Vince Vaughn's movies, and that's what I got him for. Mm -hmm. I like John Legend's music, and that's what I got him for. I, got, I like LeBron James basketball. I love watching. He's still the most dominant player in the NBA in his eight season. Yeah. He's been around for a while. I mean, how old are you, Peter? I'm 20. 20. So LeBron has been around since you were two. two. Yep. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's just awful. But, I mean, he's been around your entire life. Pretty much, yeah. And that's crazy to me, but I get it. Like, Michael Jordan went to the NBA in 84. I was three. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, Le LeBron to you is Mike to me. Yeah. The, the difference is Michael went to college and LeBron did not. And peak Jordan hit a couple of years in. You know, well, peak LeBron hit a couple of years in. But LeBron's going to play longer because mm -hmm. he's still going to come back next year. I just read a story. He hinted that he's not going to be playing uh, in the Tokyo games. Yeah. He's going to be playing the Goon Squad. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be in Space Jam 2 this summer or Space Jam the Revival or whatever it is. Which, by the way, the preview looks good. Yeah. I saw the preview. I think it looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That your, your lifespan watching LeBron kind of coordinates with my lifespan watching Mike. Yeah. And, I, and I, go ahead. I, I was just going to be like, a time without LeBron is just going to be not just weird for everybody, but like, like you said, weird for me personally. Yeah. Every time I've watched the NBA, it's, oh, LeBron's in it, you know. LeBron's always going to be a factor, but then when he's gone, you know, it's going to be who's going to be the next best player in the league. And that, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know either. I, I don't know who takes the torch because I think the NBA has so many stars. Mm -hmm. You know, Larry and Magic handed it off to Mike. Mike gave it to Kobe. Kobe gave it to LeBron. 
You can argue there was a Shaquille O'Neal in there, there was an Allen Iverson, but I think that's what most people would say. That's how the torch handing process has gone. Yeah. I don't know who LeBron hands the torch to when he begins to decline in a couple of years. Because yeah. he's still a great player. Mm-hmm. He's still an MVP candidate. And he just got knocked out yesterday in the playoffs because I don't care if you're Michael Jordan, you're LeBron James, whoever you are, mm-hmm. in today's NBA, however you get to this, this moment, you have to assemble talent. Yeah, Your team can't be scrubs and a star and expect to win the whole thing. No. The last guy to do that was LeBron, or at least get to a finals, was LeBron when Booby Gibson was his second best player. <laughs> what about the Big Z? Big Zedrunas Yilgauskas was, was, was his second best player. Big Z was a good player. Yeah. But he wasn't Anthony Davis. No. He wasn't, you know, if you're looking around, it wasn't James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And I know some people that are older like the way the teams were put together back in the day. Draft guys stick around. They're not forming super teams. They're not forming big threes. Mm-hmm. And I and I I like that too. Like it sucks if you're. Imagine if you're an Oklahoma City fan. <laughs> like you 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 live in Oklahoma City. Let's say you were a 14 year old kid, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you acquired Harden and Westbrook and Kevin Durant, and you're thinking, this is great. This is our big three for the next 10 years. Yeah, and they're around for a little bit. They get to a finals. And then Harden leaves, Westbrook's gone, and Durant leaves, and you're like, man, what happened to my team? And now Oklahoma City stinks, although I think they have 27 first-round picks in the yeah. next, like, seven drafts or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to hit on a couple of those, yeah. right? <laughs> but I know that there are people who don't like the way that the NBA flies right now because of the super teams. And I, and I understand that. But those people need to understand that this is the NBA now. This is the change. I don't love the NBA because it's all threes and dunks, but it's the NBA right now, and these are the best players on the planet. And you can't win without great talent. And I don't think that Anthony Davis getting hurt, he missed 30 games this season with a calf injury, he missed 30 games with an Achilles injury, mm-hmm. and he came back, hurt his groin. Dude, I, I can't even walk around this office. <laughs> When I have an injured groin, all right? When you pull something on the inside there, mm-hmm. you can't even, you can't do anything. No. Imagine trying to play basketball. So I give credit to Anthony Davis, who is going to start carrying this injury stigma with him right now. Mm-hmm. And when it was LBJ and AD playing together, when it was Anthony Davis and the King on the floor at the same time, I was going to pick the Lakers. As soon as Davis started getting hurt in this series, it was over. Yeah. But that doesn't mean LeBron sucks. No. That doesn't mean LeBron can't get it done. It just means that the Lakers, with Schroeder and you know KCP and, and the rest of the, the, the talent around LeBron, was not as good as the sum of the parts in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way things go in the NBA. Mike didn't win. Without Pippen. With, thank you. Mike didn't win without Pippen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, we- and really didn't win until he wound up getting you know Horace Grant and Paxson. Everybody remembers the, those teams. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think losing this this first round, which has never happened to LeBron, kills his legacy. The dude's been to 11 finals. Yeah. How many guys can say that? Bill Russell, end of list. Who's been to 11 finals in the NBA? Nobody does that. And, you know, I, I saw Max Kellerman tweet out that we might have a Milwaukee versus Utah final. 
and the league will hate that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you don't know. You still got Brooklyn to hold on to, big market fans. New York is still represented because this series tomorrow that kicks off between the Bucks and Nets is going to be great. You got Atlanta and Philadelphia, which should be great. Like the NBA, if you're a basketball fan, the next couple of weeks are going to be great. We've got some great second-round matchups. Mm-hmm. And I'm not crying because LeBron's gone. I'm just not celebrating because the season came to an end. I'm a LeBron fan. I like watching the greatness. He's one of the two greatest basketball players, three greatest basketball players ever. He does things nobody's ever done before. Mike did stuff nobody ever did before. And, uh, you know, who knows what happens in the offseason. So I'm not celebrating LeBron's exit. I kind of will miss watching him play, but it'll be nice to see some new blood. Mm-hmm. Speaking of new blood, there could be some new blood in the division in the NFC North, switching to football at the quarterback spot in Green Bay. What does their biggest rival think of this? Going to talk to Phil Mackey from the Twin Cities. He's a host of uh, one of the shows on Score North, and we'll do that next. Hey, it's Wicket. You know, spring weather in Iowa is unpredictable, and Iowa summers can be summed up in one word, hot. Now, before the real heat gets here, make sure your heat and air system is prepared. If it's not, call my guys at Conant Services. Conant Services is a licensed HVAC contractor whose staff will arrive on time in uniform with the tools and knowledge they need to help you figure out your AC problem. Conant Services is a qualified, independent, American standard dealer, and that means they work with the best. If you end up needing a new unit, they can help you figure out which one is the best fit for your home. They're not here to sell you something you don't need. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Systems are quiet, energy efficient, and built to a higher standard. Take it from me. If you've got a problem with your AC, call my guys at Conant Services. 515-967-0002. Or go to Conant, that's C-O-N-N-E-T-T, services.com. That's ConantServices.com. Conant Services home of the 10-year parts and labor warranty, and a proud, independent, American standard heating and air dealer. ESPN Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Thanks for hanging out. Why, maybe if you're watching us on the uh, ESPN Des Moines Facebook page, appreciate that. It pains my green and gold soul to go to our next guest. And he is joining us on the line right now from Score North up in the Twin Cities, one half of Mackey and Judd. He is Phil Mackey. Phil, appreciate the time, my friend. How are you? Listen, Blake Bortles is a veteran quarterback. <laughs> you guys are going to be – I'm excited for the Packers quarterback battle. I mean, Jordan Love, <laughs> mobility, Blake Bortles, just a veteran, been around the block a couple times. I, I might even just – I might just switch him off every other series just because the defense will never know what's coming. Phil, um, that's the end of the time we have for you today. No, um, I mean, when you are, as a Viking fan, and just on the other side of the border watching all of this, and there are tons of Vikings fans here in, in the Des Moines area who I'm sure are familiar with your work, what, what do Viking fans make of this Rodgers situation? Is it, does it feel the same as the Favre thing 15 years ago? Well, Vikings fans think it's hilarious, so let's start there. Um, it does, it, it is it does feel very similar in that you've got these, you know, 15-year franchise Hall of Fame legendary quarterbacks, and for one reason or another, um, they just have some sort of falling out or they feel alienated by the franchise. And I get that the franchise is just trying to look out for the next guy, right? They're just like with Brett Favre, he had retired, unretired about 
17 times, and they're like, all right, well, Aaron Rodgers fell to our laps in the late first round, so we're going to get him and sit on him. Um, the problem for them now is I think they they thought Rodgers was more cooked than he was, and then he won the MVP award, and now they're just sitting in a weird situation where the value of that Jordan Love draft pick is his contract. So the sooner you can play him and, and have some cap space, the better. But it just feels like a bot situation all around, and I can't wait for Rodgers to play for the Vikings in 2023 after going to the Broncos for one year. It's going to be great. Phil Mackey joining me from Score North out of the Twin Cities here on 1350 ESPN. Let's talk about your quarterback here. Maybe not my quarterback, because who knows what's going to happen oh. with my quarterback. Where I, I see all kinds of stats on Kirk Cousins, and I don't know what the pulse of Viking fan is. Do you think you can win a title with Kirk Cousins? What's funny is um, we literally just got done recording today's episode of Purple Daily, which we're, we, do, we do a daily Vikings uh, podcast and YouTube show, even during the offseason. So, we're, you know, we're, we, we talk a lot of Kirk Cousins in the offseason because it's just an interesting subject. And I literally brought this up 20 minutes ago. He is the most polarizing quarterback in Vikings history, probably in the NFL right now, and that if you just look at, and I know this is kind of a basic way of grading quarterbacks, but traditional passer rating, He's sixth all-time in NFL history. Like, the other guys on the list are Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and, it's like, and Kirk Cousins is like the other name in that mix. <laughs> and so when you, when you just look at it from that perspective, you're like, oh, my God, this guy is, you know, what, he, but, but, he has a, but his career record, or better put, the, the team that he has played with, their career, the record when he is the starting quarterback is exactly 500 over 100-plus starts. And so he's either the unluckiest Hall of Fame quarterback ever that's just been saddled with horrible coaching and a horrible offensive line play and no weapons. And by the way, we know that that's not entirely true. Um, and it's just all of it's holding him back, and, and he's 500 because of it. Or a lot of the numbers he's putting up are either uh, against non-playoff teams, which is a fact, uh, or what, like in last year's case, he was terrible for the first six weeks, led the league in interceptions, seasons basically over at one and five, and then he kicks it into gear, right? So um, he's good, not great, but he's paid like a great quarterback, and as long as he is paid like a great quarterback, they can't win a Super Bowl with him, unfortunately. And that's why Kellen Mond is my quarterback. The third-round pick that they just picked up a couple months ago makes a million dollars a year to the cap, and uh, I think he might start next year for the Vikings. What so are the we'll see. What, Phil, what are the chances that the Vikings extend Kirk Cousins for another $100 million guaranteed dollars for like six more years? Like, I'd be all in on that. As what, as a Packer fan? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think the chances, I, here's what I think has happened behind the scenes. So, so he has two more years left on his deal. He's the third highest cap hit this year. He's the second highest cap hit next year. His cap hit next year is $45 million. Oh, my God. It's nuts. So I think they him before free agency because they didn't really have any cap space this year. I think they probably had a conversation with him and said, listen, we'd love to do what Brady does, what Pat Mahomes did. We'd love to restructure this thing, get you, you, know, get you a free agent left guard or something. And I think he's been so steadfast and just wanting to play on his contract. There is no chance they put him out there on a $45 million cap hit next year. So they either have to restructure and add more years, which I don't think happens, or they trade him. So uh, I think they're going to trade him after the season and before the league year, sometime between uh, February and March of 2022. 
talking with Phil Mackey, score north out of the Twin Cities here on 1350 ESPN. How fun was it to watch Justin Jefferson last year? He's incredible. He is. And they didn't have any preseason games, and training camp was a lot different. So, you know, he really didn't do anything in the first two regular season games because they just didn't have a ramp up. And they, they finally took the training wheels off in week three, week four, and he just exploded in his I legitimately think he's in the conversation of one of the five best receivers in the NFL. I mean, Devontae Adams is in that mix and DeAndre Hopkins. Part of it with Jefferson, if you look at, like, yards per catch and just, like, the 1,400 yards he put up, um, he didn't get targeted nearly as much. I mean, Stefan Diggs got targeted, I want to say, 50 more times last year than Justin Jefferson. So if the Vikings can lean a little bit more pass-heavy than they've been the last couple of years, which Mike Zimmer might cringe at, I think you could legitimately see Justin Jefferson um, at the end of this season considered as one of the three to five best receivers in the NFL. He's that good. And I think you've got one of the three or four best pairs in the NFL between Jefferson yeah. and Thielen. Like that, that's a scary duo. Yeah, it's amazing. And, I, and I'll tell you, leading into the NFL draft and even when the Julio Jones uh, trade speculation has started, there's a lot of people here in the Twin Cities that – are looking back to the late 90s and saying, man, what if Devontae Smith fell to 14 in the first round? Or, man, could you trade for Julio Jones and create the second version of the, of the, uh, the big three, uh, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, and Jake Reed? So there was some talk about why, why don't you add a third one here and see what happens. But, yeah, I think, you know, Thielen, Thielen last year had like 14 touchdowns. He was amazing in the red zone. So I, I agree. I think it's, uh, it's an under-the-radar top three duo in the NFL for sure. You know, I, I enjoy watching your tweets during games and during the, uh, the, the, the season about the Vikings, and you can follow Phil on Twitter at Phil Mackey, and I just go back, what was going through your mind of that game against Seattle when instead of running one way, Alex Madison from the, what, the two-yard line, if he falls forward and picks up one yard, then they oh. beat Seattle, but instead he falls into a, 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 an offensive lineman Russ does his magic and goes the other way. Like what? That could have changed the entire season, I think, for Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they could have gotten into the first round and lost in the first round of the playoffs again. It would have been. <laughs> can you, can you, can you sense that I am just sitting on like, like? So I was born in the mid '80s, and I'm like this annoyed by the Vikings not winning a Super Bowl. Imagine like, imagine being the generation before that saw four straight Super Bowl losses, right? Um, no, but I mean that was that, that, to to your point. They fell into a one and five hole to start the season, and they, you know, they played Seattle tough early in the year. They played Tennessee tough. They lost some games just, you know, by a field goal or less. That if two or three of those games go your way, now all of a sudden you're in the playoffs, and maybe Kirk gets hot for a game or two. And but that's part of the problem here is, and, and that's been Kirk Cousins' career too. It's it's not it's not good enough to just sort of be a playoff flirtation and then maybe get in if you're going to win a super bowl and I, I know the packers i think did it as a wild card team a decade ago but like your best shot is to dominate the regular season and not be you know playing for your life in week 17 or week 18 and the vikings just um all too frequently they're just hovering around 500 for one reason or another and it's time to uh, time to it's time to take a step forward with this roster in 2021. Seven and nine last year. I'll get you out of here with this, Phil. Assuming Rodgers sticks around in, in Green Bay, where does Minnesota finish in the NFC North 
barring catastrophic injury up and down the division. Are they better than seven and nine? Are they contending for the division? Where where are your Vikes? Yeah. It's so weird now, too, with the 17th game. Like, we all have to pause before we do the math. Like, right, I think yeah. they're going uh, to be 10 and uh, 7, right? <laughs> um, so I think, I, I think they're going to win 10 or 11 games. And I think if, Aaron, if and when Aaron Rodgers gets traded to Denver or something, I think, that's, I think the Vikings are the favorites in the division. If Rodgers comes back, I still think it's weird because I just don't know that I don't know that the chemistry. It seems like it seems like him and the players and the coaching staff at least have enough of a trust. But um, but if Rodgers does come back, then the Vikings are probably second place and looking for a wild card spot. But they should make the playoffs. And if they don't, there might be a lot of people updating their LinkedIn profiles with it. <laughs> well, Phil, I appreciate the time so much, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you've had great success up there with Score North. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to do it again as we get closer to the NFL season. Be well, my friend. Let's do it. We can break down uh, the de- upcoming Jeopardy season, too, if Rodgers doesn't play. Ooh, I mean, that's more exciting than your twin season because that season's already done. Yeah. So, hey, thanks yeah. for coming yeah. on, Phil. <laughs> All right. See you, Mike. Phil Mackey, Score North, Purple Daily Podcast on Twitter at Phil Mackey, joining us here on 1350 ESPN. Oh, it's, it's June May. 4th, and I am ready to talk NFL every single day until we get to training camp. I'm ready to talk football, fantasy football until my draft. I'm ready to talk about the league until we get to kickoff. And Phil's right. When you ask your, your team or your friend about their favorite team, you say, what's the record going to be? They have to pause because I honestly am going to say 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 every single time because <laughs> I'm not used to 17 games. Bill Cower in the news this week, the, uh, the, the, the Hall of Fame coach, We're going to hear from him coming up after this. He had thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. I think it is ridiculous, but the man has forgotten more about football this morning than I will ever know, and you'll hear those comments coming up next. Phone lines are open. 515-244-1350. This is Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN. All right, thanks again to Phil Mackey from Score North for joining me. You can follow him on Twitter at Phil Mackey, one of the best there is, talking about the Minnesota Vikings and all things Minnesota sports. This is Wicket's World. I'm Mike Wicket on 1350 ESPN, com. We are streaming the show live on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. Today is Peter's first day producing the program. I ditched my old producer, J.D. He took another job at another radio station out of state. He's a Vikings fan. Peter, you are from Illinois. Yep. Does that mean you are a Bulls fan? I am a Bulls fan. Are you a Blackhawks fan? I am a Blackhawks fan. Cubs or White Sox? No. Neither? Okay. Okay. Uh, Bears? Nope. Running out of team. What? Uh, you go to school at Mizzou down in Missouri. Yep. So are you a, a Chiefs fan or a there is no St. Louis team anymore? <laughs> I'm loosely a Chiefs fan, but... Uh, this might be weird, but my main team is the Seahawks in Seattle. That makes complete sense. A yeah. guy from Illinois who goes to school in Missouri is living in Iowa yep. and roots for the Seahawks. Yeah, man. How'd that happen? Well, you won. You watched one Matt Hasselbeck pre- preseason game, and you're hooked for life. I mean, but no, that's really, that's, that's legit how it started. I watched, I think it was, oh, I think it was 2009, 2008. I was watching a preseason game. I'm like, hey, that team's pretty cool. 
Yeah, Matt Hasselbeck seems pretty cool, and I, I watched him ever since. And you were like nine years old at the time? I was like nine years old, and I'm okay. like, this team's going to win a Super Bowl. And they did. And they did. With Russ. Yep. They didn't do it with Hasselbeck. They didn't do it with Hasselbeck. Was that the year of 4th and 26, or the year of uh, we're going to take the ball and we're going to score? I think it was the year after. Okay. But okay. I wish it was. Yeah, we're going to take the ball. We're going to take the ball and we're going to score. Man, that didn't work out no, very well, did it? Mm-mm. It did not. Um, well, as the uh, the Green Bay Packers fan on this radio station, um, I wish... Russell Wilson, nothing but the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I hate Russell Wilson. Yeah. Do you know why? Because he's um, perfect. Yeah. I hate him. He's mm-hmm. great at everything. He's a good looking guy. He seems like a really good dude. Yeah. He was great at Wisconsin. I covered him when he was at Wisconsin up when I worked up there. Mm-hmm. He goes to Seattle. He beats out everybody. He wins yep. the job as a rook. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to Super Bowls. He goes mm-hmm. wins playoff games. I hate Russell Wilson because he's, because <laughs> he's great. He's perfect. And, and that's that 2014 NFC Championship game oh, still great game. Great haunts game. me to this day. It's a great game. Still haunts me to this day. Aaron Rodgers played in that game on one foot, and they almost beat Seattle. They had Seattle beat, mm-hmm. but everything went awry in the final few moments. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you've heard this. He is not happy with his, uh, his organization, the Green Bay Packers. I'm not sure if that's been a news story that's been on your radar. It's been kind of a quiet time. For the Aaron Rodgers conversation. There just hasn't been a lot. Rodgers was in Hawaii at the start of the OTAs. And people were so speculating or speculative of that saying, well, obviously he doesn't want to be there. That's just, listen, there's a, there's a dispute going on. There are a lot of guys missing OTAs. Rodgers is unhappy with the organization. Seemingly he's fine with the coaches. Seemingly he's fine with the players. It's just... Brian Gudekinst. He goes on Kenny Maine's show and talks about how it's about family and people and relationships and everybody thinks it's about money. Uh, I don't know what is going to happen. But I did hear something that kind of struck me as odd and that is what Bill Cowart said when he was on the DA show on CBS Radio when he was asked about the Packers drafting Jordan Love and what that meant for Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love. I, I didn't agree with it at the time, to be quite honest with you. And, and even to, to, to trade up to, to do that was like, I, I don't know what it, you're thinking. I, I mean, you look at quarterbacks today, they're, they're Tom Brady, he's, you know, he looks like he wants to play until he's 50. You know, Drew Brees played until he's 40. So, you know, the, the, the longevity of quarterbacks today, particularly a guy like Aaron, who, who's got mobility, doesn't have a lot of injuries with him, he's going to play for multiple years. And, you know, I don't know, you know, he doesn't miss a whole lot of games either. So, um, yeah, I, I, I did not agree with that selection, but, again, that's, that was their choice. All right, so a couple of things there. One, I don't remember Bill Cowher banging the drums, screaming, what a terrible choice, what a bad decision it was to, to draft Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like all of these people all of a sudden have such revisionist history. If I would have told you back in April of 2020 when the draft was going on, mm-hmm. if I would have said to you that night, Aaron Rodgers is going to have one of his best years of his career at age 37, 38. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to take Jordan Love. That wasn't going to happen. But the last two seasons, now granted, it was a very strange two seasons for Aaron Rodgers. The last two seasons, Aaron, from Aaron's standard, Rodgers was declining. Now, a lot of that was the Mike McCarthy offense, transitioning to Matt LaFleur's offense, and learning a brand new system. But still, 
Rodgers was on the decline, numbers-wise, stats-wise. Now, he's still through for 4,000 yards and 20-some touchdowns, and there are a lot, of quarter, a lot of quarterbacks out there that would love to have those numbers. We just talked to Phil Mackey from Score North, and I know that there are um, people who are going to look at Kirk Cousins' numbers and say, well, Mike, he threw for 4,600 yards. But, yeah, he was also one of the league leaders in interceptions. Rodgers threw, like, 22 touchdowns and, like, four picks. But he only threw for 4,000 yards, or he had eight picks or something along those lines. It wasn't vintage Rodgers. It was a transition year, and the Packers looked at their investment, and they look at the formula to win in the National Football League. And the formula to win in the National Football League these days is simply this. Win on a quarterback's rookie deal. Because once those quarterbacks become good or great, like Patrick Mahomes, they wind up costing you a ton of money. And I don't know, I'm not sure how you fix that. I have no idea how you fix that. Like if Trevor Lawrence is great for two or three years or in two or three years, the Jaguars are going to be paying him $35, $40 million a year. And the cap is going to go up. You know, it's 182 or whatever it is, and it's going to be 208 next year and then 215 the following year. So eventually we're going to, you know, get back to the norm in terms of spending. But that being said, if you can get a guy on his rookie contract like Mahomes, who sat out a year and then started his second year, won the league MVP, went to the AFC title game, was just absolutely ridiculous that year and then go back and win the championship and then go back and lose that's the formula in a year the chiefs are going to be in salary cap hell they're not there right now they don't care about that right now they Mm -hmm. care about winning right now and that's why they continue to add pieces they added a guard they added uh the the tackle and chiefs fans you know if you're a chiefs fan you're thrilled you you live in missouri you understand what it's like peter yes People I mean, are thrilled to have that offensive oh, line finally reshaped. I bet the campus in Columbia was going crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that offensive line it was horrendous yes. against Tampa. And unless you're going to have a quarterback who's going to restructure and take less like Brady, you need a quarterback who is on a, a deal like that. And there are a lot of court, there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league right now that are on teams that are sitting there waiting for them to make that Mahomes leap. Case in point, Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver is waiting for Drew Locke, your boy. <laughs> Denver is waiting on your boy, Drew Locke, to take a step and be consistent. And I don't think people expect Drew Locke to be Patrick Mahomes, but look at the, the, the leap that Josh Allen took in Buffalo. Still on the rookie deal. Mahomes, rookie deal. Young quarterbacks on the rookie deal is the way to go in the National Football League. And they scouted Jordan Love up in Green Bay. And they looked at Jordan Love and they said, that's the guy who if we can get up to NFL speed in two seasons, because mm-hmm. I believe that the, the actual plan was for Rodgers to play for two years, and then they would move on and Love would play in his third. That might get bumped up an extra year, <laughs> that might, or it might get pushed back. I, we, we don't know. And the, uh, the, the June 1st deadline that has passed, or... Maybe it's not a deadline that has passed. The June 1st mark was the mark in which Rodgers' dead cap number gets cut in half. If they trade him, they only owe $17 million. The other team will owe the other part. Green Bay will be off the, ca- uh, off the hook for half of it, which is easier to finagle and work with and stomach mm-hmm. and digest. 
Then next year, it goes way down. It's non-existent next year. So if they can figure out a way to either make Rodgers happy or if they trade him for a boatload, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody seems to know. I don't know if every day that something doesn't happen, is that better for the relationship? Mm-hmm. Is that worse for the relationship? They got OTAs going on in Green Bay right now. They got OTAs going on everywhere. Is Rogers still in Hawaii? Is Rogers back in Wisconsin? <laughs> you know that picture of him in the uh, the back of the pickup truck? Have you seen that where he's yes. holding the case of Bud Light? Yes, I have. And you're just like, is that what Rogers is doing right now? <laughs> that was from the winter. But is, is Rogers rolling around Green Bay in David Bakhtiari's pickup truck, like carrying cases of Bud Light just sitting around like... He and Shailene Woodley are talking about wedding plans and everything going on with that. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what's happening right now. But remember this, for every Packers fan and every Packers fan that you know that's waiting, that's saying, well, wait a minute, why didn't they trade him? It was June 1st. It was 4 p.m. on June 1st. That was they were, they were going to actually unload him for the, the package of three picks in Cortland Sutton with Denver. And they're gonna... They didn't trade Brett Favre until August 7th. Remember that, August 7th. It was training camp. Mm-hmm. And I've told the story. I was covering that Packers team. I lived in a Motel 6 for a week in Green Bay, which sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. But I lived in Green Bay for a week in a Motel 6 because I was, Favre was coming in, and they were giving him his locker and that whole shenanigan, all that stuff that went on. I don't know if, if they do trade Rodgers... Would you trade Rodgers and not tell him where you had any idea where he was going to go? I mean, Denver's the obvious odds-on favorite. But would you do it once you got to August as to not give Rodgers any extra time with the Broncos, any extra time with the Broncos staff, any extra time with the Broncos playbook? Do you have a surprise team that nobody knows about? Maybe you're going to deal them to Vegas. You're going to deal them to here or there or whatever the case is. Maybe it's Miami. I, I, I have no clue where Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up. But if there's such a divide, you have to ask, are they just waiting and trying to kill time to make Rodgers even more upset? Which, you know, I guess, if that's what you want to do, (laughs) I guess if if you feel like that's the cool thing to do. uh, I have said what I would like to see done is trade Jordan Love to Atlanta, give Atlanta their future quarterback, and bring in Julio Jones. That's what I want to have happen. I don't know how salary caps work. <laughs> the Packers have no room for that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if they can figure out a way to get it done. <laughs> I know. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. Uh, we will wrap it up coming up on the other side. 1350 ESPN. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. This is Wicket's World on Des Moines. 1350 ESPN. Thirteen fifty ESPN. It's Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket's. College football. We are. I think I saw a stat. We're like what seventy days from the start of college football. I think Six, something like that. Yeah, sixty some days until the start of uh, of college football. And I assume you, being from Illinois, living in Iowa, going to school in Mizzou, you root for. I have no idea. Well, Mizzou. I, I Mizzou Pete. I'm really at a fault 
because I, I love both teams. If you're going to be like, actually, I'm a Central Florida guy. Yeah. Which be, that's about as random as your go, Seattle love. Go Syracuse Orange. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've worked with like six Syracuse guys. Yeah, my dad grew up a huge Hawkeye fan. Oh, really? So growing up, I was a huge Hawkeye fan. Are you still a huge Hawkeye fan? Yes. Remember where you are? Yes. Okay. I'm still a huge Hawkeye okay. fan. All right. But I also have a soft spot for Mizzou, so I like both teams. That's okay. I mean, one's in the SEC, one's in the Big Ten. You don't really see each other very often. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all good. Um, so when you are watching Iowa, let me actually, let me back this up. Mm-hmm. You'll be get comfortable here for a second. <laughs> okay. So you're an Iowa guy. You're mm-hmm. a Hawkeye fan. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the Iowa State hype coming off of last year going into what could be or what has the highest expectations probably in ISU history? Probably, yeah. It's, it's huge. I mean, they were, I mean, I think their only losses were against Oklahoma twice, if I'm thinking that right. They lost in the Big 12 title they game. They beat Oklahoma once oh, they beat and them. lost Oklahoma. That's they right. lost to... Uh, what was that? Houston? No, not even Houston. What? It was it was a, a Lafayette, Louisiana, Ooh, right. Lafayette, or whatever right. it was. I remember watching that oh, game. I was laughing all the way home when I watched that game. Okay, but no, it's absolutely real. I mean, they're returning so many starters. Uh, Brock Purdy going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the draft next year. I mean, the hype is very real, and I there's been a lot of talks if they're going to be a like a playoff, like competing for a championship. That I don't know. That I don't know. I think they'll be very competitive, but I don't know how much that competitiveness is going to lead to them getting a four spot or a three spot. I think it's a daunting task yes. to try to figure out a way to beat Oklahoma twice. Yes. With, especially with Spencer Rattler coming back. Mm-hmm. I think it is a very, very ambitious goal mm-hmm. to think that, and you can lose once, I think, and get in the playoff. Yeah. I think out of the Big 12... I think, depending on it what else, on the team, it, it, I it's kind of, it, a one, right now, if you put on paper a one-loss Oklahoma team or a one-loss uh, Iowa State team, mm-hmm. Oklahoma gets the national nod yes. because they're sexier. Yes. Because it's all about TV ratings and money. If you, <laughs> yeah. What's going to get more eyes on your prize? Mm-hmm. So I don't think Iowa State can afford more than one loss and still get into no. the college football playoff. They have to be almost flawless. Yeah. Not flawless. They could have like a few close games where they win it at the end, but they have to be almost flawless, I think, if they're going to get the nod. They can't lose in November or after. Exactly. They, I don't want to compare it to Cincinnati because Cincinnati's in much less of a conference, but mm-hmm. it's almost like Cincinnati, if they would have lost against like South Florida or if they lost to, you Coastal know, Carolina. Coastal Carolina, like it's over. Mm-hmm. But like when you lose to Alabama or yeah. Auburn. Then, then I think they'll give you a little a leeway with that. Yeah, I, I think. But, but in, when you're Cincinnati, one loss, it's over. It, it truly is. It's over. It really is. I think if, and I don't have the full schedule for Iowa State. Let me pull it up real quick here. But I think if Iowa State loses early in the year, let's say they fall, if they lose to another Lafayette, I think it's wraps at K State, right? They got Northern Iowa. Then they've got Iowa. They could lose the Cyhawk game. Mm-hmm. Biggest Cyhawk game in years, by the way. Yeah. They go to UNLV. They get out of that 0-3. They're top seven. They got a game at Baylor, Kansas at home. Kansas sucks. Yeah. And then at Kansas State. Losing at K-State's no, no uh, crime. No. Kansas State's usually really good. They were great under Bill Snyder for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the guy's head name who's the head coach there now. But... 
If you lose by, you know, say October 16th at K-State or even the week after against Oklahoma State, there's still a lot of time for Iowa State to bounce back. They'll still get a lot of love and respect because of who they have been in the last few years, who they were last year, yeah. and where their preseason ranking is. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in top 10. Yeah. You get to top 7, you lose to a decent Big 12 team, you might fall to 12 or 13. You can work your way back. Mm-hmm. Where do you have Iowa in this Big 10? Are they the favorite in the West? Mm. Or is it still Wisconsin I still and everybody think, else? I still think it's Wisconsin. I still think it's Wisconsin. Just because Graham Mertz, as great as he looked game one, game one and then, game one, and then just, wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, that is peaking early. Yes. That is a premature season right there. Because mm-hmm. people watched him. Was it Miami? Was it the, who do they play in their opener? In their opener? Oh, they played Illinois. Illinois. They played Illinois. And it was like, oh, my God, they got a quarterback. Yep. The best quarterback they've had since Russ. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was mediocre. Mm-hmm. He was very mediocre. So, I mean, what Christ has done up there at Wisconsin has been the standard in the West. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see what Iowa does in the second year with quarterback Spencer. Petrus. Uh, yep. Petrus. With Petrus, who played very well the back end of last year. Remember, Petrus started and didn't have, any, didn't have a normal fall camp. Yeah. Because Iowa and the Big Ten were like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> we're not playing. We're not doing it. And then, like, a few weeks later, like, we're doing it. Guys, go. We're get doing ready. it. Get ready. It's going to start in October, yep. November. So get ready for your six-game season. And by game four, Petrus was playing pretty well. Yeah. He really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got experience coming in the back from the, in the backfield. You know Iowa's always going to be really good on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think this Cyhawk game is going to be great. And it could either be a great 14-10 game mm-hmm. where both teams are smacking each other in the face the whole time. Absolutely. I could see it getting in the 30s. I really could. You could see an offense, an offensive explosion between these two teams, mm-hmm. and it's last team maybe with the ball. Yeah. is going to win that football game. I think the biggest question mark for Iowa offensively is wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Their top two wide receivers are gone. And now One's with the Vikings, and I don't know where the other one went. I don't know where going. Brandon Smith went. But, yeah. yeah, their biggest thing is going to be wide receiver, but they're a tight end university. You know? <laughs> yeah, they'll, be, yeah. they'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Sam Laporta will be the Mackey Award winner this No, Write but, it down. <laughs> write it down. He's making predictions at <laughs> his first show. I like it, Pete. I like it a Sam lot. Sam Laporta, Mackey Award winner. Mark it down. What is it? June? June 4th. June 4th. June 4th. Calling it right now. All right. Call your shot. I like it. And, and I think, you know, Iowa probably going to start the year somewhere around 20. Yeah. Typical Iowa. Mm-hmm. People have an 8-4 and four season penciled in for Iowa. Pretty much. Ball bounces a couple of ways. They could be playing a New Year's Day Bowl. Ball bounces a couple of ways. They could be playing a Christmas Day Bowl. You, yeah. just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have no idea. Yeah, uh, what to do with uh, with the Iowa Hawkeyes? Mm-hmm. All right, that is it. Are we out of here? How much We're, time do I got? We got about thirty seconds. Thirty <laughs> seconds left. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Want to say thanks to Conant Services. We actually have a brand new sponsor. I told you the show was hitting the ground a couple of months ago. We are working towards some big things, and we have our very first show sponsor, Conant Services, the proud, independent, American standard heating and cooling dealer. Uh, dealer. ConnetServices.com. Thanks to P- uh, Phil Mackey for joining me, for Pete for producing. My name is Mike Wickett. Have yourself a great weekend.